So Jonathan, I run a couple Amazon accounts. Uh, like I've got, I have one for me and you know shit that I purchased. You have like your your alt and your finsta. Right. I've got yeah. My, yeah. I have my uh, yeah. my fake Amazon. Yeah. Only only people who really know you F- can follow. Fomazon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have one for for like legit purchases for me that come that come to my place, and then one for the startup that I run marketing for, in order to like run inventory and do ads and all that shit. So it will periodically sign me out in order to force me to sign back in to be like, mm. are you really who you say you are? Because we're dealing with you know, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. worth of Ima- Imagine being at the cashier and about halfway through the interaction, they're like, wait a second. <laughs> leave and come back. <laughs> wait a minute. We're going to just just leave. Put all this shit Spin back. around a circle. Come back in. Um, that would be Go really Go point funny. out the crosswalks to me. <laughs> Is this a bridge? Is this a bridge? <laughs> Only show me images of motorcycles. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Make a Unicorn with uh, Jonathan and Levi. This is the startup podcast for people who hate startups and also for people who hate podcasts, which kind of begs the question, why are you listening? Which also yeah. begs the question to us, why are we doing this? It's a, it's a podcast for podcast masochists. Yes. Uh, Just want to so hurt themselves with pain, audio. If you enjoy pain, welcome home. Check out, if you enjoy pain, check out Clubhouse. <laughs> Yikes. We, uh, Jonathan and I get on here and pitch each other our best startup ideas and uh, see which ones of them we can actually take to market. So far, we have a very low batting average. I'm um, bullish on Muscify. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, some of the earlier ones, I think because of the energy that we that we had. Right. Uh, those, are, those are more viable. We've been beaten down by investors since then. Uh, and so it's it's becoming a little harder to uh, to keep our morale, but uh, but we keep coming back. We keep getting on the microphone. It's like a when my when my math teacher math teacher in uh, in in tenth grade was teaching us about limits. Mm. He explained the story of like a snail that every day the snail crosses half of the road. It's like how long until the snail reaches the other side? The question is, well, it never really does, right? But at some point, you would just say like, okay, fine, you're across the road, <laughs> right? That's right. our podcast. <laughs> Fine, you've pitched an idea. Some, like, we're going to run out of fine, ideas. Fine, one of them was good. Some, okay, we'll call one good. Eventually somebody would be like, fine, I, it stands to reason that it's possible that you've pitched every possible idea. <laughs> oh, we have such a long road ahead of us. <laughs> have a d- dictionary open, just, uh, uh, vermouth. Okay, this is a startup about vermouth. Oh man, if we get to V in the diction, okay, that's a new game. We got to do that. That'd be a great, that'd be a great achievement. Yeah, okay, we're doing yep. that. All right, save that for the podcast, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. Actually, speaking of saving at the podcast, I've got one for you. I'm okay. pretty excited about this. So All right. I feel like we haven't done enough uh, startup ideas that are specifically for the next generation, Gen Z, right? Mm. I don't know if you know Wait. this, but millennials millennials aren't cool anymore. Oh, no, I, you know, yeah, I've known that for a, for a minute, yeah. Millennials are not cool. Uh, you're in marketing, you understand this. Gen Z is cool now, it's about Gen Z. Uh-huh. I'm a millennial in marketing, I, know, I understand this. Right, yeah, it's like we're old now. Damn it! Yeah. So it's about Gen Z. Well, you know what was the what was the greatest hit? You know what dominated 
the conversation for years and years early in our millennial career, right? Right? It was TED Talks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They came from nowhere, and all of a sudden, there were all these talks. Mm-hmm. We could hear these people talking about these things, and we'd watch these these 18-minute videos of people introducing us to an idea. And there's actually, there. I looked it up, there's research behind this. They chose 18 minutes based on some psychological research into how long could people pay attention and how many ideas could you put forward in a certain length of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that really applied to people who aren't us. Yeah. And people who aren't, uh, you know, the people I'm sort of working with now in Gen Z. If you look at the direction the market has gone, 18 minutes actually sounds kind of irresponsible. <laughs> If you think about it, right? So so we need a version of, you know, I want to recapture the zeitgeist mm-hmm. of the TED talk, right? The mm-hmm. thought leader moment, the right, big right. moment in front of the in front of the crowd of people who all paid six thousand dollars to be there. Right. The thing that'll launch someone's book career. Right. The thing mm-hmm. that'll, you know, launch a, a mil a million LinkedIn posts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I what is that moment uh for Gen Z? Because it's certainly not the TED talk. So I'm going to blend the best elements of a TED Talk with sort of what we've learned now about modern media preferences. Mm. Introducing Tick TED Talk. (laughs) Tick TED Talk is the modern (laughs) TED Talk, but suitable for, you know, a Gen Z audience. So, you know, we can't really do 18 minutes. Who's going to pay attention for 18 minutes? Is it a Minecraft video? No, no, thank you. I don't want 18 minutes. How about 18 seconds? <laughs> I need all the punch of the personality and authority and empathy of a TED Talk video that normally takes 18 minutes, but I need an 18 seconds. So imagine this. <laughs> Amy Cuddy walks out on stage. It's vertical, right? I don't need the rest of the stage. Who the fuck wants to see the whole stage? That's why Amy Cuddy. Amy Cuddy comes out and she says, all you have to do is change your posture for two minutes. Just stop slouching. And the video ends. <laughs> That's it, right? Next up, next up, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek walks out <laughs> on stage. The secret to success is repeating empty platitudes and wearing incredibly ill-fitting clothes. <laughs> my dad jeans actually wrote all of my best-selling books. Did you know that? And the video ends. Oh. Imagine, imagine Brene Brown storied Brene Brown. I mean, her, her TED Talk launched her whole career. It's an incredible, you know, her books are amazing. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown, the, the power of empathy, right? She walks out on stage. She goes, and the video ends. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, Levi, did you know David Blaine, David Blaine did a TED Talk, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. David Blaine did a TED Talk. As a magician, I try to create images that make people stop and think. In this video, I will hold my breath underwater for 18 seconds. It may not seem impressive, but let's be honest, you skip to the end. Like, who wants to watch somebody hold their breath for 18 minutes? It's ridiculous. Oh, you're good at that. Hans Rosling. Hans Rosling uh, r- r- did one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, um, TED Talks all about uh, statistics. Imagine Hans rolling in his thick accent walking out mm-hmm. like, sometimes I masturbate to statistics. <laughs> I find ratios very sexy. I have a book of linear regressions that get me very hot and bothered. <laughs> and the video ends. 
Because that's the thing, right? It's like, I mean, Hans Rosen came out and talked about statistics. Yeah. I don't think you can communicate that in 18 seconds. What I need is vulnerability and authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's what I need from these thought leaders. So that's what Hans, Hans Rosling is going to bring to the table in our new version of Tick Ted Talks. Right. Wow. And uh, lastly, you know, so uh, uh, Bill Gates got a lot of uh, press because he had done a TED Talk about the pandemic. But let's be honest, like that 18 minutes, nobody's going to watch that. I didn't watch it. Yeah. You know, like imagine if we'd had a Tick Ted Talk back then. He'd come out and just Bill Gates walks on the stage, just kind of frumpy with his glasses. The pandemic is coming for us all. <laughs> Run for your lives. Every time you breathe, you're killing a child. <laughs> wow. I love this. I mean, I kind of feel like half of TikTok is already trying to do this. Right. Right. And how do you thought lead? How do you thought lead in sixty seconds? Right. I mean, what do you do? You just gotta have some uh, Jane, very this actually, tiny so thoughts. Jane was trying. To, I I told Jane that I was a friend of the show. Jane, I told her I was going to send her a TikTok, and she said a TED talk. I was like, <laughs> no, no, a TikTok, and that was the origin of, of nice. Tick TED talks. And uh, and our original idea was just uh, to just take the first eighteen seconds of every TED talk, <laughs> and then realize that would just be applause, right? <laughs> And oh, an man. anecdote. I looked them up. Every it's applause, mm-hmm. anecdote, and then seventeen minutes of bullshit, and then a point. Yeah, like that's every TED talk. So yep. uh, we're thinking about doing that. And Jane said there's a new thing on TikTok where people are uh, doing a like for next video. <laughs> so we initially thought about to sort of bootstrap, mm. like really get off the ground. We would just take the existing TED talks, mm-hmm. but divide them into fifteen second increments. Yes, uh-huh. and just at the end have like a, a, a AI generated version of Bill, Bill Gates voice being like, like for next video. <laughs> but there's just like 30 of them, right? <laughs> like it's just so many. There's uh, also like, when you are giving a TED talk, you're coached to talk very slowly and to mm-hmm. put a lot of pregnant pauses. And so I can imagine like if you take the, a lot of those TED talks that are currently on the internet and slice those up into 15 seconds- you remove yeah. the air and you're talking about maybe four minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you took like a Simon Sinek book and removed the bullshit, you could probably just fit that in like a fortune cookie. <laughs> you know, Simon Sinek, like I, his very first TED talk, like the, the golden circle one. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. that's one of my favorite talks. And I keep going then, back but to from, it. From there, but from then we realized that he didn't have anything he to say. He didn't have anything else, right? That was it. There's nothing else. I read one of his books and like the first chapter was the whole book. Right. Yes. It's like Simon yes. Sinek is one of those where you're like, where you you think, oh, it's a really good point. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. I remember that point. You didn't say anything. <laughs> you keep saying the it's same been, thing over it's and been over. five minutes and you haven't said anything. <laughs> If if I can take any sentence from your book and attribute it to Martin Luther King or Yoda or Gandhi <laughs> and it's believable, you haven't said a lot. Also, you realize Yoda is George Lucas. <laughs> right. You just put George Which Lucas in worse. there. <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> you you just put you just put the words of George Lucas spoken by the same guy that does the voice of Miss Piggy. You next know what? To- I <laughs> Next to some of the greatest philosophers yeah. of our age. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, this one hit me 
like a pile of bricks in the middle of the night. And that's probably because like, so sometimes my partner, Heather, will just like, like phys- sorry, flail. Like it physically hurt you? So here's what happened, right? I had just fallen asleep maybe two hours prior. Uh, Heather had gone to bed several hours before that. And so I was still kind of drifting and Heather f- flailed and hmm. her, she doesn't remember any of this. Yeah. Her knuckles hit my face. Oh, geez. And just kind of like, and, and so, yes, I woke up and I was like, my first thought was defend yourself, right? Uh, but You're that being attacked. Right. That would have yeah. been kind of an yeah. overreaction in that moment. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, anyway, I was like, oh, well, here's an idea for a thing. It kind of wasn't related to that, but it kind of was. And so I wrote it down and and I'm really excited about it. So anyway, here oh, we so go. We're getting like a real, like, we're getting like a real midnight idea, right? Like this is an early morning. Yes. So most, most of mine happened in the yeah. shower. This, this was pre-shower. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, yeah. it most happens in the shower when your wife punches you. That's usually when, when, yeah, when, uh, yeah, okay. When I've Great. got to throw down. Yeah. So let's say you have someone who's leaving ignorant and nasty comments on your Instagram okay. posts, right? I can't imagine that happening to anyone ever. No, no, no. This never happens. But uh, I'm the CEO of Basecamp. <laughs> people don't, people don't hurt people. Ideas hurt people. So we will ban all ideas. No more ideas. <clears throat> okay. So someone's leaving ignorant, nasty comments. They're like, berating you or whatever, right? And there are default platform-specific actions you can take, like hide, delete, block, report. But these actions are tied to the platform. They're bound by their user agreements, and they don't always give you the level of obsessive control and appropriate retaliation. Hmm. Not to mention, you miss out on getting the visceral satisfaction of knowing justice has been served. Introducing overreactions. <laughs> we go beyond thumbs down and reporting. Way <laughs> beyond. <laughs> Is someone leaving hate-filled comments on your Facebook Marketplace posts? Send them an editable arrangement where one of the chocolate-dipped strawberries is laced with a medical-grade laxative. <laughs> Are you tired of blocking all the Finsta accounts from your ex that's, that they create in order to stalk and harass you? We'll intercept his next Instacart order and swap out the shampoo with hair remover. <laughs> Are you getting the same guy jumping up on stage trying to talk over all your moderators? We'll seduce his wife, promise her a happier marriage, convince her to leave him, and then leave her at the altar. You want to ruin my clubhouse room, Kevin? I'll ruin your fucking marriage. <laughs> Our algorithm was trained on 10,000 hours of middle school recess conversations and cross-mapped with videos of entitled white women responding to managers at retail stores. (laughs) Our advisory team of entitled middle school and high school girlfriend groups and mob bosses out on parole, overreactions can make sure the punishment far exceeds the crime. Overreactions. I wish a motherfucker would. (laughs) So, uh, it's disproportionate response as it, a service. It, re- it really is. It yes. That so the initial idea came from like a friend of mine was telling me how this one guy like kept commenting on on like her her Facebook or, mm. or like her Instagram yeah. images, and she kept reporting his comments and like blocking him and reporting. But you he know, keeps showing up using these making alts. the profile yeah. specific yeah. or like the platform specific stuff, but. He kept appealing or whatever and coming back. And and I was like, well, do you want do you want me to kill him? <laughs> it felt like an like the that was just like, what else is there to do? You've 
tried yeah. everything on yeah, the platform. Like, yeah, it's time to take else, it yeah. off platform. Time to hire a specialist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel like this this could be, I mean, the B2B instance of this really would just be the U.S. military, right? <laughs> it would be like, oh, someone offended you? <laughs> Let's bomb some <laughs> civilians. Introdu- <laughs> <laughs> Introducing fuckaroundandfindout.com. Our CEO, Gritty, has many years experience. 